This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Good evening and welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Tideo Irirangi Onatangata O Manawatu for another Tuesday night. This is the Voice of Reason Semi G here in the NPR studio, and I am joined uh, via internet magical magicalness by Mr. JK47. Yeah, boy. We back. We're back in the house. And Mr. Brigant. Yep, yo. Yes, we are back after a short hiatus, and uh, lots has been happening. He made one of those dis- disillusioned with his fans' phases, and so he just had to take himself some me time. Well, no, I thought it was being overwhelmed by his fans, you know, and just take had to take a step back from the public um, arena to to just gather his thoughts, become zen, um, become one with himself again, and um, come back cool, calm, and Looking like a cucumber. I didn't think Sammy got overwhelmed by anything. I thought people got overwhelmed by his kickstand. <sighs> One minute, seven seconds. Is that a new record? Is that a new record? Mm, I would say it's up there, but that's just going to set you off. So moving right along. We are here to talk. Speaking of up there. <sighs> Damn it. Speaking of setting things off. We are here to talk all things wrestling, and uh, there's been a few events since we last uh, put out an episode, so we'll catch up on those things this evening, uh, as well as look ahead to two shows coming up this weekend. So if you're in the North Island, we got something for you, or if you're in the South Island, Ray's got something for you. Uh, so yeah. Slap across the cheeks. I mean, what? I was, I was just going to say, poor Stuart Island, they always miss out. We should go do a show on Stuart Island. I, yeah, yeah. As long as the main event involves Stuart the Druid. Mm. Mm. Well, the, the island's named after him, so, yeah. you know, the hometown boy. Seen him down yeah, there no like, one... beforehand just to patrol the streets, handing out flyers. They're like, I'm Stuart yeah. the Druid. I'm here to wrestle in the first show in the Stuart Island, my homeland. Please yeah. come. We're your black hoods. Oh. It'll be great. Yeah, you know, they, they did it with, you know, Drew Galloway and WWE and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, we could do it down there. I think it'll work. On the yeah. condition that we get a celebrity guest. Either oh, Patrick. Stuart Little's not real. Patrick Stewart or Martha Stewart. <laughs> uh, I don't think Martha Stewart's allowed out of the country. Um so, Stuart yeah. Little's probably easier. I can whip something up in like VFX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2022. There's totally a Stuart Little 3D model out there for free. Yeah. I kind of want to make this happen now that we've talked about it. I like this. Mm. I like this. Mm. Got to get rice to Celine Dion, though. Mm. What? Got to get rice to a Celine Dion song, though. Okay, we can do that. Why? So, he can fly in little, so Stuart Little can fly in on his little aeroplane to Celine Dion. Oh, I see what you did there. I'm alive. There you go. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting what I'm put, putting down. 
This is supposed to be about Stuart the Druid, not Stuart Little. But anyway, oh. yeah, yeah. North Island, South Island shows should be a good night. Gun cabinet mm. take over the country. Yeah. We'll get to yeah. that. Let's let's look at what's been before we look at what's coming. Mr. Bean's going to be there at a Stuart Little at a Stuart <laughs> Island show. Awesome. Can I tag with him? Um, We're booking all the stars, eh? You know. Can we get Beaker too then? An old team with Beaker against you and Thingamajig? It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. The superhero and Mr. Bean versus... Ray Gun and Beaker in the gun, yeah, yeah. Super Bean versus well, Beaker. Hey, Beaker. It's a bit inside baseball, but you know, Beaker does hang around with a chef, and mm. Ray does have a day job. Mm. Ooh, now you're picking up what I'm putting down again. Mm. Realistically, if we're looking at logically, we need to find like the Swedish chef instead because I'm totally Beaker in that situation. Hmm. I know a guy that wrestled in Sweden. Hmm. Might be a bit of out of, out of our price range now, though. But, yeah. yeah. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah. Since we last spoke, the next event after uh, our CPW show, I believe, was the Heathen Combat Third Anniversary Show. Your third anniversary show. Oh, is that your segue? Mm. This should just yeah, no, boy. Sure. I was saying before we went to air, this is probably the best heathen show from top to bottom that I've I, I've witnessed with my own eyes and been to and been on and everything. It was a good show, good show. Are we going for results or? Yeah, yeah. It's been so long since we've done the semi. I forgot the like program and how it works. Um, yeah, so we actually wound up with a uh, dark match to start the show as fans were turning up to the venue. This was also, I don't know if I should say this on air, but I'm gonna. This was also, I think, the first ever Heathen Combat show I've been on that started on time. No, no. Come on. And started so on time that they had a dark match as people were entering. Yeah, yeah, true story. True story. Um, but yes, the dark match was, uh, well, Al, the pre-show began with Al Besto coming out and talking to the few people that had already taken their seats about how, like, he was quite heartbroken that he was left off the show and he challenged anyone out back to come and fight him now before the show starts and blah, 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 blah. And Tommy Fusion, who I have no idea who he is, never seen him before, lovely guy, Met him backstage, lovely guy, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Came out and accepted the challenge, and they had a good little. It was a good match. It was a good match. Tommy Fusion's got a excellent uh, what's it called? Helicopter spin head scissors takedown thing. Yep, yep, yep. Went to that a few times. Got caught, and then finally hit it. And yeah, it was a good match where Albesto pulled off the victory. I forget what with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Al, which I think was Albesto's possibly first heathen combat win, if not first actual professional wrestling win. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. I've always been a big fan of Albesto. Yeah, it was um, one of those matches where ne- neither, like, 
Besto had something to prove and he showed a bit more aggression and maybe bent the rules a little bit to try and make sure he got himself the win throughout the match. But, like, no, and both both wrestlers got a ovation from the crowd afterwards to, before we went into the start of the show. So, yeah, it was good. It was a good little way to get the crowd pumped, start things off. That's good. That's good. And then the show actually started with a rugged Vic Gregg coming out before any show introductions had happened or anything like that because he was sick of waiting and wanted his match with the heart and soul of heathen combat. So Michael Green comes out, uh, apprehensive to say the least, slapping hands with fans on the way around, but like clearly out of his comfort zone, but he still got in there, stepped up to rugged Vic Craig and then announced that the heart and soul of professional wrestling, but he went on a big long rant like I'm doing right now about like, all the things that are actually the heart and soul of professional wrestling, like the fans, the bartenders that serve us drinks, the wrestlers backstage, blah, 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 blah. And then said the heart and soul of heathen combat is um, Kai Solomon. And then Kai Solomon and Vic Craig started the show off with a bang and beat the piss out of each other for quite some time. Hmm. Hmm. Um, That would have been some match to see, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a real good return to form from Kai Solomon. (laughs) That boy's quick on his feet and he's got hops. Oh, yeah. No, he's... Clearly, hands down, the biggest guy in their ring, if not one of the biggest people at that show in general. He was flying like a high flyer for most of that match. It was entertaining. No, he's always he's always been very entertaining, old Kai Solomon. Um, yeah, this first first time he's been back in the ring since Capital Carnage, I believe. Yeah, um, so. yeah, yeah I think he announced. I uh, said after the match, it was his first time back in a heathen combat ring in like eighteen months or something like yeah. that. Came out to a huge pot. <clears throat> I, yeah. I remember saying to, I don't remember, maybe maybe Ryan, maybe our boy Ryan Zero, one of the guys backstage, what, when I was watching the match from the balcony, that like he's the only wrestler in the country that I've seen with my own eyes that gets the crowd to chant for them the moment they walk out the curtain wherever they go. He's just got that natural. There's just something about him that just draws you into him and get you involved in everything that he does. So the moment he comes out there and starts going, oh, 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 pumping his fist, everyone's doing it. He's the only wrestler in the country I've seen be able to pull that off on a regular basis. <coughs> no matter what. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah, but K-9 still takes a bit to get them into it. Like, from the moment he walked out there, couldn't. They were already, They were already and waiting. From the moment he lifted his hand up to do the first pump, like, they all knew what was coming. It was, yeah, it was quite a sight. Like, I was very, very aroused. I mean, impressed. No, no, both are accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, yes, after the match, after he got the win, um, Vic Craig attacked Solomon. He stole the axe off of Michael Green and attacked Kai Solomon, and Bryant made the save. By make the save, he slowly walked to the ring and casually stepped between Vic Craig and Kai Solomon. And like, basically told Vic Craig that redact uh, that heathen combat's redacted territory, and that if he wants to kill heathen combat, he's going to have to go through him. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Shook Kai Solomon's hand as a sign of respect. There was a bit of apprehension. It was one of those. 
generic machismo, awkward handshakes where they're all like real tense and staring each other in the eyes romantically while they're doing it. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Gentle side to the behemoth. Interesting. Yep. Then um, Liam Erickson and Australian chap Jordan Sampson had a match. I didn't see it. Well, I saw like the first two minutes of it, but I was busy warming up and whatnot because I was trying to stay warm and fit because I had like coming into the show or coming into the last CPW show. I think before that I'd come off being sick for a couple of weeks and I still wasn't feeling 100%. So I was warming up, didn't see it. But um, at least I was surprised by it. Jordan Sampson managed to pick up the win. This is... Liam Erickson is not having the best couple of months. He seems to be like he's had some moments of fun like i hear he's had some impressive gauntlet wins over the past like couple of weeks but he's taken some heavy singles losses over the last few shows i've noticed it's 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 weird watching someone who a year ago was the king of the mountain and was sort of unstoppable and untouchable slowly like work their way back down it makes me a little bit more optimistic that if we were to meet again i'd have a better chance than last time hmm Mm. I'm. I'm. What scares me about that is is what happens when he hits breaking point. You know. Yes. Yes. Ideally, if we were to do this, <sighs> I would prefer that happen before he hits breaking point. Yeah. I yeah. Do not like the idea of being his meal again. But yeah. Um. After that was Mr. Burns versus well, a boy Bailey. You remember Bailey, right? He's our boy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're like BFFs and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of BFFs, though, the crowd, in a surprising move, loved Bailey, which was weird. Like, I don't know. The other few shows I've seen up in Hamilton with him, they hated him and they wanted him to lose his shoes, but all of a sudden now they're wanting him to take Burns' shoes. I suppose that's a... Credit to how much the people hate Burns, I guess. <laughs> Either that or they know that Bailey's got a foot fetish, one of the two. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, Mr. Burns managed to pick up the sneaky victory um, after a... Such a Burns move, eh? It's that same thing that we've that I've fallen to him from. The, I'm pretty sure it was the mysterious whatever he's got stuffed in his tights. Hmm. Yeah. And then not after not as large as what Sammy G's has in his tights, but I hear it's plausible. Yeah, let's just after call it the tax cut. Sort of threw a wobbly and beat up a crew member. <laughs> Michael threw a wobbly at him and told him that he'd add him to the hand of fate scramble match later in the show. But if he lost, he was going to be fired from even combat. More on that later. Hmm. That and was then, on the wins. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after that, we had the last match of the first half, which was Voidheart JT Hollow versus Zach Hale. Ooh. It was a good match. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a good match. It was a really good match to watch. Um, Zach Hale had the size and strength advantage scouted. Like, Zach Hale had an answer for every big wild swing and slam Voidheart tried to get off for quite mm. some time. But eventually it caught up to him, and Voidheart just 
Once Voidheart had control, he pretty much maintained control. Yeah, well, both those guys have been, like, super impressive to me. I, I've loved Jackie Hollow from, from day one, from the day I met the guy. He's just absolutely, there's something about him. He's really, really awesome. And same with Hale. Well, you know, but you couldn't get two polar opposites because even though JT Hollow is incredibly athletic, we're talking about Kai Solomon being athletic for a big man, mm. but JT Hollow is, yeah, he is pretty dang hoppy, so to speak. Um, and and Zach Hale for his many flips and stuff like that, he's he's not afraid to throw hands as well. No, um, no I know that first so, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that, yeah, those guys really, really impressed me. So, and it was watching that match. It was, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen them, but I've heard they've wrestled a few times in the past, and you could tell. Like watching that match, you could tell they were two guys that, for lack of a better term, basically knew each other inside out, and it showed. They had an answer for every, each other's big moves. Uh, their signature spots took work. Mm. It uh, wasn't something where, you know, like all of us, like we have, we have those few moves that we know if we can string together, we're going to get some momentum behind us. Like yeah. these guys had an answer for each other's ones of those. Like they knew, like they knew exactly what was coming and when it was coming. It was, it was an interesting match to watch. It was cool. Zach Hale well, picks up a loss, which was a shame. But again, like Lloyd Hart's been on a roll even before he won the Maniacs United title. He's been on quite the roll. Mm. No, well, that is that is probably one of their most impressive things with both of them is the the intellect that both of them bring to the wrestling. Um, too many times, people concentrate on being the best in the gym or the you know being able to do the flippiest, coolest moves and stuff like that. But these guys, honestly, they they surprise me in nearly every single match that I see them in. Um. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy G tries to poach them and gets them down our ways sometime next year. Hashtag watch the space. Notes on his notepad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, and then we had intermission. E- intermission. Uh, intermission gets its yeah mandatory appearance. Yeah, he gets yeah. he gets booked everywhere. He gets almost as booked as much as vacant, if not more. I'd say. There's a masked like character. It's like a masked tag team in that or trios. You have oh, vacant, yeah. intermission, and abeyance. Yes. Yes. Put that in your notes, Sammy. If you're always scouting for new talent, you've got some green guys that you're not too sure on, chuck them under masks. They can be intermission, vacant, and abeyance. <laughs> Put them in an epic rivalry with the hazards as a nice proving ground. It'll be great. Intermission's already over. This is true. This is true. Um, yes, after intermission, uh, Michael Green informed the crowd of some sad news that I had heard earlier in the day. That Kerry the Tank Diamond had a motorcycle accident that day. Oh, crap. Yeah, and thus he could not come to the show. And so instead, Michael Green added William Cutting to the Hand of Fate scramble match. Ah, so that's a shame because I, I was looking forward to that match as well. Yeah, yeah, I was looking forward. It was an interesting matchup, so... But, um, yes, and then they, they went straight into the scramble match, which wound up, yeah, wound up, it was initially advertised as a five-man match. It wound up being mm-hmm. a seven-man match. 
after uh-huh. the addition of Bailey Sanders earlier in the night and then William Cutting. It was, um, uh-huh. yeah, it was... It was an entertaining cluster F. Censored myself for you, Sammy. But yeah, yeah, no, it was very, it was, it was chaos. Like the guys involved, you got Bailey Sanders, you've got Will Cutting, you've got Disgrace always there as the wild card. You had Devontae Yates and Luke Starr. You had Maddie Short, who's always entertaining, and the wild, always wild card Barry Burrito. Like it was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 it was an entertaining scramble of a match. There was a, there, there was the spot that you knew was the the part that you knew was coming where Luke Starr and Devontae Yates had sort of cleaned house and then came face to face and decided to just throw hands, which was <laughs> an interesting sight. But then as soon as someone else tried to get involved, they were basically back on the same page. Um, Disgrace got... Just try to count how many people were in it. She got a triple low blow kick at the same time. Low blowed three of them at the same time with one kick in a corner. Then those three stumbled out. The two that were at the back of that stack of five, five, yeah, then stumbled out all proud that they didn't get hit. So she just gave them a low blow as well. <laughs> that sounds like it. And I will say, like, and I mean this, I, I know we've had our issues and redacted in the past, but I, I came out of that match being genuinely very impressed with. Disgrace's performance, like yeah, she 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 fought hard the whole way through. She kept up despite a whole bunch. Like she's a little person, but she's not known for being the quickest of wrestlers. And she kept up with all those guys that were actively trying to run circles around each other and herself. And yeah, that was a good match. But ultimately, Bailey Sanders got the win by pinning Will Cutting. Yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did not see that one coming. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the finish. Bailey said, "Yeah, Bailey Sanders got the pin." Uh, I don't remember what happened. I think uh, Will Cutting screwed up somehow and got caught by something by someone else. And then Bailey came in to get the pin. Disgrace had the opportunity to stop him, but didn't. Oh, okay. It's. Which I guess Almost ties into like like, yeah, yeah, that we've seen where she's been trying to get Bailey into redacted that we all know is happening. So like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then Bryant came out, congratulated Bailey Sanders, and then proceeded and Will Cutting proceeded to sort of apprehensively but still proudly give Bailey Sanders his redacted shirt. Mm. Yeah. And now Bailey Sanders is called ACH. Okay. Which I believe, I can't say that word on air. No, no. I believe AC, no, yeah, ACJ. I believe ACJ stands for a juice. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the actual name he's going with now. At least that's what I'm telling everybody he's going with. So. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds more. Oh, accurate. I, I no, think I think it's not a chance next time you see him. I think there's going to be a lot of jokes made about, um, yeah, mm. you know, it just opens himself up. You know, three little letters you can make up anything. But, but admittedly, yeah. I, I was suspicious. I was suspicious from day one. Like, yes, 
the crowd loved him when he came out for his match with Burns and he pandered to them and he lapped in those chairs, but his new gear, the white mm-hmm. and black stripes, it just, it's sort of... Sounds familiar? Yeah, I remembered seeing it when he came out and I was like, this is very redacted So when it happened, I was like, oh, oh, well, all right, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And being that it is the festive season, ACJ, a Christmas jumper. Mm, there you go. It's not as amusing. Yeah, it's not going to catch on, Sammy. It's not catchy enough. No. But you know what to although, get it for Christmas. Although, if Santa's going to be coming out for his secret Santa match, Santa should get him a, a Christmas jumper. Yes. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Hmm. More on that later. Then, yeah, after that match, we had, I mean, the real main event of the night, was your boy, which was your boy, Reagan. Match a year in the making. I seem to be finishing my year on matches like that. But um, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But yeah, um, I defeated Kid Nova. Kid Nova, who won his shot for my belt back in February, I believe. You've been and, yeah, him ever yeah, since. Uh, my last... Where, I don't know, other than my ma- my last few matches have been sort of like all of my title defenses so far, including my tag title defenses and everything, have all been hard. But there's just been something about maybe it's just the streak's gone a little longer <laughs> than I expected, but there's been something just extra hard about these last last few defenses I've had that have made it a bit more difficult for me to pull off the win. But, um, yeah, I pulled off the win uh, after... The Zero Hour, borrowed from our beloved gun cabinet stablemate, Ryan Zero. And then, yeah, yeah, it was was a good match. Tried to, still slowly working in more and more of this new style I've been trying out lately that seems to be helping me stay on top of these spry young kids and their flips and stuff. (laughs) I just outflip them. That's, That's my philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. You're the gun cabinet's high flyer, man. No, 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 no. That's that's the thing, you know. On that, on that, on that one that they don't, they don't suspect is the high flyer, but I am. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, after that, we had. I see Sammy gesturing for time. How much time we got, Sammy? You got about forty-five seconds. Okay. No, you may as well. That's what Two matches left. All right, we'll go to a quick break here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. When we return, the final two matches of Heathen Combat's third anniversary show uh, and more. Stay tuned. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Welcome back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on MPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Today, o Irirangi, Onatangata, O Manawatu, for another Tuesday night. This is still the voice of reason, Sammy G, still here in the MPR studio, and I am still joined via internet magical magicalness by Mr. JK47. Hey, buddy. And Mr. Ray Gunt. Hola, que paso? Me amo esta Ray Gunt. Hello. See, 
before the break, we well, Ray Gunn was taking us through Heathen Combat's third anniversary show. Uh, still got a couple of matches left on that, so I'm going to hand over to you. Um, yes, well, next up after the real main event that was my match with Kid Nova, we had Bryant versus Kalen Butcher, which was a very, very, very. I don't, I don't think I, I genuinely don't think I've seen Bryant take such a physical beating in a match before. And I'm the guy that sat there like at the back watching the home gang match he had against Liam. But Bryant took a hiding. Yeah. He came out with the win. He insisted that he did it by himself. And he told fucking redacted off when they tried to get involved in the match later on. And he pulled out the win by himself. But yeah, he took quite the hiding. Huh. I like this guy already. Of the multi multiple big boy matches that night, multiple big boys in the ring, like you know, Bryant took quite the hiding, and came out with the win. Came out looking strong. He was an angry boy by the end of it, but yeah, it's a good match. And then the main event, that main event in quotations was after that, where with the death match they had been advertising for and hyping for quite some time. The four way death match. Um, Featuring Horace Smash Hit, Joel Bateman, the defending champion, returning from Australia, York, and our boy Ryan Zero. Yeah, boy. I didn't actually want to watch the match, and then I theorized that I should probably watch the match to make sure Ryan Zero doesn't die. There was a couple of moments where I thought he died. He took such a hiding in the match that as soon as that bell rang, I literally scurried ringside dive next to him, and I was like, I love you. Please don't do that to me again. <laughs> I love you. I'm proud of you. Please don't do that to me again. I'm glad to hear our boy survived. Yeah, he survived. He, he didn't come out of it too worse for weird. There was a... Ryan Zero got a handful of like wooden skewers yes. like malleted into his forehead. Yep. Yeah. And then when it happened... I initially cracked up laughing because I saw a whole bunch of the skewers fall to the ground. I was like, ha, ah, that pussy didn't hit him hard enough. And then I saw yeah. Ryan Zero get up full of furious rage with a good dozen, 15 maybe skewers still sticking out of his head. And then just run wild and start clotheslining everybody. It was, yes, yes, it was quite a sight. <laughs> well, sounds it. Yeah, no, um, you yeah, know, I did see a short of that on the old facey book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I too, I probably couldn't have sat there and watched that match. Um, you know, our boy in there, um, but super proud of what he'd done. Um, but I will reiterate what you said. Yeah, don't ever do that again. Yeah, I don't know how the match started. I missed the first like minute and a half. Quickly put it like getting changed and stuff. But like yeah. when I came out there, a minute and a half into the match, everybody was already bleeding from the head. <laughs> hmm. Like, everybody, yeah. I'm told later that apparently the match started, the other three just started wailing in each other, busting each other open, and Bill's, uh, Ryan Zero apparently had this, like, sort of look of shock, like, oh, crap, this is what I've got into. And then it was like a very visible switch went off into his head, and he just started going ballistic and joining it as well. <laughs> I had quite a few people tell me that. <laughs> yeah, our boy does love a good tussle. So, you know, yeah. and the crowd loved them some Ryan Zero. Yeah, I mentioned before the show, like, oh, 
there is not a soul in that arena that wasn't chanting for Ryan Zero every time he was on the ground. They wanted him to get back up and whoop some ass. It was glorious. Glorious. Good. Yeah, awesome. And I get the adorable question from him on the drive back the next day. Be like, hey, bro, so um, I, I really like these pants. Like, do you know how to get blood out of pants? <laughs> and it has to be like, next time you go to the supermarket, get yourself some lemon juice and some baking soda and you'll be fine. It's okay. Welcome to being a man, son. Welcome to being a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for in the gun cabinet. We support our, our brothers in the ring and outside the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching life lessons wherever we can. Yeah. My partner found an old pair of jeans of mine the other day and like she didn't realize she pulled them out. She's like, Do you still fit these? And I was like, uh, probably not. She was like, Is this blood on them or paint? And I was like, you know, that's totally blood. And right up like the bum mark, there's like a huge like smearing of blood on the bum of these pants. And I had to explain to her why. And she's like, did you like, what? Like, I know you've got your Crohn's and everything. Did something terrible happen to you? Like at some point, I'm like, no, 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 no. That was a guy's face. <laughs> I had to tell her a story about how many moons ago at a metal gig, a neighbor threw down with the mate who we were drinking at in the middle of the night when everyone was drunk and resulted in the neighbor getting bloodied and kept trying to fight everybody. So I resolved the situation by sitting on his bloodied face until the police arrived. <laughs> but she was horrified because it's yeah it, it looked like yeah a massacre had come out of a t- number two hole uh, moving right along i bring that up because that's how your boy Raygun knows to how to get blood out of a pair of jeans <laughs> lemon juice well obviously not very well if there was blood still on the jeans well yeah yeah this is true there's a lot of blood though uh, so that was all for Heathen Combat? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, like, Joel Bateman came out or got in the ring after the match and put everybody over and talked about how amazing everybody was and how Horace is the best death match wrestler in New Zealand and how, like, Ryan Zero just proved to everybody that he's way better than anyone's given him credit for. And yeah, yeah, he, he made actually a pretty good thing of singling out Ryan Zero I was like this guy isn't a death mattress though and he just held his own more than held his own with all of us he is the man whether anybody likes it or not and yeah nice little huh. moment for Ryan Zero and deserved and now for an update on uh, Valiant Pro Wrestling's Sterling Classic Tournament I'm going to hand now it over to Jim Marshall with the weather Yes, it was persisting down on Sunday at the yes at the Valley Training Facility. I I went there and um, thought I'd check out the show. Um, Yeah, it was the semi-finals of the Martin Sterling Classic. Um, They had Hayden taking on Jeffrey Naylor, Um, and yeah, Hayden picked up the win on that, so he advances to the finals. Um, they interesting, had, interesting finalist in itself. And they also had um, the battle that everybody wanted to see, but uh, well, um, a lot of people wanted to see. Um, yeah, the Knights of Mayhem versus the Knights of Mayhem. Uh, Danny Octane versus Rough Guts. And um, yeah, 
this this match was not for the faint-hearted. They um, haven't fought. They haven't met against each other in the ring since what that CPW show many many moons ago. No, no. Well, they they actually met a um, it was a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was one of the original one of the first Valley shows. Um, that somehow they managed to be in the ring against each other. Um, I believe. Um, but yeah, pretty much yeah from the. The many moons of the CPW was probably the original one. Um, but, yeah, this match was, yeah, basically um, Sabrina basically asked Rough Guts at the beginning of the, the match before the bell had rung to, um, hey, this is your brother, this is your boy, you know, you don't want to fight him. Yeah. Do the honourable thing, lie down, let him pin you. And um, Rough oh, Guts so she's actually... sort of taken a Danny Octane side in this situation. Well, I don't think she wanted either of them to fight because she knew if they fought, it's like, you know, you stick two pit bulls in a, in, in a, uh, in a cage together, it's going to yeah. happen. Um, she didn't want to see either one of them hurt because neither of them will back down. So um, Rough Guts grabbed the mic and he asked the crowd and he actually pointed out to the crowd that he's um, he noticed over the last few shows that he's getting quite a few fans around the place and... Um, he, he, he thinks he, he knows what that, that feeling of love from the crowd is now, and he quite likes it. And, uh, and now he's, he's noticed good. that. Yep, to break exactly. K-Bay for a moment, there's one thing I've noticed about Rough Guts is that everybody cheers him. He's a terrible, terrible bad guy because everybody wants to see Rough Guts beat the piss out of people. Yeah. <laughs> now he yeah. finally notices this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... He, he basically said, do you guys want me to lie down? And they were like, no, no. And he goes, do you really seriously think that I'm the type of guy that's just going to lay down for anybody? And they were like, no, you're not, you're not, you're not. And he goes, well, I am that guy. And he laid down. And um, Danny Octane said, I love you. Put, did the old Jericho pose, foot on the chest and did the big pose. And at two, Rough Guts kicked out. And she was all on from there. Um, they were swinging. Um, yeah, it went outside. They had cans of soft drink were thrown at each other and spilt all over each other. Um, Danny Octane busted a one of those, you know, those not quite the black steel chairs that we you know have at our shows, but the, there's the the white steel framed hardened plastic ones. Um, yep, broke one of them over Rough Guts head. Um, the match went outside, basically Danny Octane took out the, um, um, food and merch table, um, by being thrown in it. Um, there were times where Sabrina put Rough Guts's foot on the ropes and then other times he put Danny Octane's foot on the ropes. She was clearly conflicted. <coughs> um, um, and yeah, it was such a back and forth sort of match and, yeah. Long story short, um, Danny Octane picked up the win and defeated Rough Guts. Um, Danny Octane went to shake Rough Guts' hand afterwards, and Rough Guts walked out of the ring and waved him off and went out the back. Um, so, yeah, watch the space on that one. Um, also on also on that Valley show, they had um, Brooke Duncan, the uh, all-star champion, uh, made his return to the Valley Pro Academy. Um, and he said, "Hey, I'm here. I've got the belt. Let's have a match. Um, challenge anybody in the locker room." And well, out popped um, Taylor Adams. Um, 
so it was a bit of a surprise. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was a cool little match. Um, Book Duncan retained that one. Um, they had um, a five-man gauntlet match. Um, had Liam Erickson in it. He Whoa. defeated Luke, Luke Starr. He and Devante Yates. Then he, he he got a spanking from Jitters. Um, <laughs> managed to pick up the win from Jitters in the end of that. He actually got a literal spanking. It's quite funny. Um, and then took on the high flying Dev Cairo. Um, but yeah, Liam Erickson managed to win that one as well. Yeah, I gotta say, um, for like as someone, well, you probably know this. I'm pretty sure you've been in the <laughs> Erickson before as well. Like. Yeah, you'd think like a gauntlet match is sort of the kind of match that doesn't really favor those who enter early. But I feel like it's also the kind of match that Liam Erickson has proven is sort of his forte. Yeah. He's won quite a few of them over his career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I gladly, I don't think I've ever been in the ring with him in one, <laughs> thankfully. It no, feels like not a at all. poor strategic decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. It was, yeah, it was, I wouldn't want it to be in there, put it that way. Um, he was certainly on a bit of a roll. Um, I believe the they had a, a quite a weekend of wrestling um, with the IPW Hawk Space shows um, on the Friday and the Saturday night. Um, I believe, yeah, most of those boys are on those as well. So, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Um, but yeah, no, it was a pretty good show. So in the finals of the Sterling Classic now, which is where I was actually going with this, um, at the next show in two weeks' time, I believe, um, it will be Danny Octane versus Hayden um, to find out who, in fact, will face Brock Duncan at the the final show for the year. It's um, an interesting matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that should be pretty, pretty cool. Mm. Ah, now the team is divided because one of us is not going to be in Wellington this weekend. So I'll let you talk about your match. What do you got coming up this weekend, Regan? Yeah, I'll be quick. A match a year, over a year in the making. It was October, way, way back many moons ago in October 2021, where I tasted my last defeat at the hands of the diabolical and mischievous Don't You Let His Boyish Good Looks Deceive You. He is not to be trusted, Reese Gibson. I will be fighting him for my unit, my lightest of light heavyweight titles. For I am a soft and supple 69 kgs, the lightest of light heavyweight champions, and I'm looking to keep my now roughly 415 or so days of being undefeated streak going, and I'm going to beat the last person to beat me to keep that going. I believe hmm. in you. Hmm. So do I, I. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I know I'm going into it heavily not the favorite i know i'm going into it with a crowd firmly against me you're going to do Gibson country against, yeah I've, I've had the crowd firmly against me down in christchurch as it is i was going to say that is i i've never met anybody that shies away well that doesn't shy away from things firmly being held against them as much as you do exactly um, but you seem exactly. to seem to rise to the occasion on situations like that yeah yeah um, He's not afraid to push back. No, no, I'm definitely not afraid to push back, and I'm going to be pushing back on December 3rd. 
the Carpoint Club in Christchurch. Piao piao. Wrestlemas. Tickets available at chebbyjipwrestling.co.nz. There you go. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> in Wellington, Jay, what's coming up for you? Yeah, not much. Might go to the gym, maybe take dog for a walk. Oh, oh, Saturday. Okay, so we've got festive beatings where the other, well, three quarters of the gun cabinet. I was going to say the rest of the gun cabinet. Yes, we'll be at a pony. We will be defending our tag team titles against the team of Star Yates in a TLC match. The classic tinsels, lights, and candy canes. I do so, love that yeah, match no. type. No. No, no, no. Trust me, Trey, I've experienced in two of these matches. It's a lot harder than you think it is. Oh, yeah. You don't think those boys lightly, let alone the match type. Yep. Yep. No, no. Um, yeah, watching, um, yeah, watching Star Yates sort of bloom into the team that they have become. Um, it's been pretty cool. I think, um, yeah, Christmas, the season of giving. Let's, you know, I, I said it at the last show, at the Halloween show at, at Wellington High. Let's give these guys an opportunity. Let's give them a, um, no, let's give them a match. And it's, um, yes, yeah, TLC match. And I, I, I just, yeah, I feel like uh, we need to talk about the fact, like, yeah, we we admittedly, we came off a pretty convincing re- win at the Halloween show, but, like, we can't get penisy about it. Like, no. Those guys no. also both had very impressive wins at that same show. And yep. arguably, given that that is probably the first convincing win of our tag title reign so far, and they both had pretty convincing wins, I feel like it's, yeah, we, we can't afford... You boys can't afford to take them lightly. No. No. Um, I certainly Gun not taking them. a very serious weekend ahead of them. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Star 8, Sarah team, like, hey, to be honest, you know, it will be a challenge. Everyone goes into it saying, hey, we're the champs. We, we're not, no one can beat us, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, let's be realistic. They, they're a hot team. You know, you've got... Um, Luke Starr, he beat Shadow Ninja. He's now the Legacy Cup holder. Um, He's yeah, not the most so, momentum uh, We, we could this. lose. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's a shame you're not going to be there. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's also a shame that we're not going to be in Christchurch. So, yeah. Either way, I look forward to catching up on Saturday, on Sunday, for a, a couple of adult beverages and um, polishing our titles. Mm, mm. Yeah. Say hi to Rusty Blade for me, will you? Yeah. I haven't forgotten. Still seething. Uh, also coming up this weekend at Festive Beatings, uh, we have got Dev Cairo making his CPW debut against one of the famous family members, Trip Hazard. Yeah, this is this is quite cool. I've... um. Yeah, I've watched Dev Cairo um, quite a bit, and he's pretty exciting for a really, really young fella. Um, he, he's really, really good. So, yeah, nice to see him on the CPW roster. Um, he's got a pretty good fan base already for a young fella. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to introduce him to the CPW family. Um, 
And yeah, let's let's see what he does against a living legend in Trip Hazard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's also, uh, you know, let's see how good, you know, Dev Cairo is in his preparation because, as we all know, Trip Hazard is a hard man to scout. He's a hard man to sort of pin down because you don't know exactly what Trip Hazard you're going to get. You know, he. He's a master of many styles, and um, yeah, that's no, a be good one. Transmogrification abilities. Mm. Yes. Uh, we've also um, got uh, a very special secret center match. Yes, our, our 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 good friend who used to be called Bailey Sanders now. What's his name? FTG, no, um, ACL, NCL. Um, oh, Achilles, uh, something like that. Anyway, um, a caring lover, a caring jackass would probably be more appropriate considering that's his initials. Just because he's a jackass doesn't mean he's not a caring lover. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, um, a Christmas. But yes, he will be. He will be in a. He will be in a match. Um, to basically try and earn his spot off the naughty list, I guess, with Santa. Um, he's he's asked to have disgrace from redacted be the special guest referee, so that'll be interesting. And he's uh, been a bad boy for quite some time. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so that, that's going to be interesting. So we have to see who the secret Santa surprises on the night. Yeah, uh, we've also got the battle of the big man Liam Erickson going one on one with Chalky Murdoch. Yeah, this one, um, I saw somebody on the um, CPW page commented, um, I hope they have reinforced the ring. Um, which made me think, oh crap, I should reinforce the ring. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> At yeah, least maybe get some, like, maybe double pads under the posts in the middle spring. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. That's it's certainly going to be a... Um, it's certainly going to be a match and a half, that one. Um, I couldn't pick a winner in this one, to be honest. Um, both men like hit hard and refused to be stopped and refused to stop. So, yeah. Both men have something to prove, too. Both both coming off what I'm sure were, um, let's say, humbling losses, the Halloween yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Both quickly coming back out with something to prove. Yeah, no, um... Yeah, this this one has the potential of probably carrying on to the new year, um, and I mean literally the fight carrying on till the new year. Um, but yeah, you know, some let's just say wrestling is going to be the winner on the day in this one. Mm. Is it though? I feel like we're not going to get much wrestling out of this. <laughs> no, like the, rest, the wrestling fans will be the winners because they'll get the yeah the excitement. I'm. I'm picking there's going to be a lot of shh noises through the whole match. Yeah. Going to be like a double down, like a KFC double down in the middle of a ring. Mm. Uh, And as a special Christmas gift to Taylor Adams, he gets a title shot against Brant. Yeah. Well, after at the last show, um, 
getting rid of the you know sort of the general of um redacted william cutting mm-hmm. um william cutting yeah uh, it, it's rocketed him up the the rankings there and and made him a sort of an obvious number one contender for bryant's title um and hey the behemoth has said many times that you know he's done everything he could to get the cbw belt now he's going to do a hell of a lot more to keep it mm-hmm. so um yeah time to show us what you mean big boy and um uh, yeah let's just put taylor adams up against him um yeah um i think this is this is going to be another it's going to be a hard-hitting match I've, i'm actually picking that you know if i was taylor adams i would try and out wrestle the behemoth um he's probably taylor adams is probably one of the few men in new zealand that can actually probably match size wise with the behemoth um mm-hmm. but i would give him the wrestling you know the the, the nod the advantage when it comes to the wrestling side of it so i'd be going in there with the wrestling game but bryant has surprised us before with his grappling ability so yeah mm. it's going to be a good one so and it's all going down this weekend saturday december 3rd in wellington at a pony yes the cpw arena the Pony mm-hmm. Community Hall on Mitchell Street. Yeah. Um, just a, a, a word to the wise, if you want to get a ticket, get on to Event Finder soon and get one because they are actually selling out really, really quick. Um, once again, it's not a sales ploy. Um, yeah, Pony just loves us and we generally sell out. So um, last time we were at Pony, we sold all but three tickets through Event Finder. So um, we had to turn people away. So, yeah, let's Don't not have this happen again. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week to give updates on how our weekends went. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PBNH Show. Uh, if you've missed any episodes over the last six months, you can catch me at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash PBNH Show. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to email us, pbnhshow at gmail.com. If you are listening on Triple Nine AM, stay tuned for the Wrestling Roundup. Shoutouts to Grady and Josh. Uh, Also, go and check out Wrestle Cafe, uh, which is now on Plains FM and Radio Southland. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. There's also a link on their Facebook page. So, if you want to go over there you can have a link to their latest uh episode that richie did when he interviewed the new new japan sensation bogan jesus himself and i'm um, just on a bit of a personal note just want to shout uh, do a big shout out to um well gonna break kayfabe here pretty badly but um a, a, a certain logical one that got married last week. Oh, um, I did have a note I, I written had, down here. I had the privilege of being at his his wedding to a, him and his lovely wife, and it was such a really really cool cool um, day. Um, so is yeah, she congratulations. Also logical, to, or is she the illogical one? Oh, I think she's more logical than he is. So, um, in a good way. 
So Cute. perfect couple. Um, yeah. So congratulations to Nick and Nikki. So you know who you are. I'm not going to break kayfabe that much. Are you serious? <sighs> Nickological. Nikki logical. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Yeah. And on that happy note, we yeah. will catch you here next week from 10 p.m. Uh, otherwise, replay Saturdays from 9 p.m. Uh, here on NPR. Yup, yup. What he said. See ya. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.